Hi, I'm Ruthie Bowles, your host on the Defiant Business Podcast, your Monday through Friday, 10-minute shot of business knowledge. Today, I've got another episode of Under the Microscope for you. So if you missed our first episode of Under the Microscope, we looked at IBM's Content Cantina campaign. And today, we are going to talk about Xfinity Mobile's uh, digital health awareness campaign. Uh, so Xfinity Mobile is a relatively new mobile carrier in a in an incredibly dominated marketplace, you know, because I don't even want to say that it's a crowded marketplace per se, but we know who the big players are, right? And they're firmly entrenched. So we would be surprised to see one of those big carriers fail. But XM is the abbreviation. So their Xfinity Mobile XM is available only for Comcast subscribers. And the advantage to using them versus another carrier is that you can bundle it with your other services, Comcast being the biggest like cable and satellite provider in the United States. But being new, they needed to be noticed. They needed their Comcast customers to notice them. And not to mention, you know, the bundling thing is very attractive for new subscribers as well. So now not only do you get your internet and your cable and your landline, if you still have a landline, you could also get your cell phone. So that's kind of the attractiveness there. And then if you already have, you know, certain Comcast offerings, then it just, you know, maybe it makes sense for you to bundle and get that, you know, Xfinity mobile, you know, thing going for you, but they needed people to know about them. So this campaign that they did, they called it the phone cleanse. It was all about getting noticed, brand awareness, getting out there and people talking about them. And wow, did they ever succeed? It was amazing. So what they did was, is they zigged when everybody else was zagging, or maybe it's they, you know, zagged when everybody else was zigging. But the point is, they did something different than everyone else. Uh, yes, there are digital health apps out there. That's true. But I feel like for the most part, they kind of quietly went onto the phone and, and they happened, right? But there wasn't like a big fanfare about it. There wasn't big questions. And this is kind of, I think, like when the tobacco companies were just kind of, you know, mums the word on the health issues that scientists were big at that platform that I'm using. Uh, can securely share usernames and passwords, but it also allows you to quickly rescind access at any time. And this works great if a contractor, freelancer, agency ghosts you or you're suspicious of some of the activities that they're doing on your website. You can just go and boop, cut off their credential access and they won't be able to log in anymore. Now, you might be thinking, oh, but Ruthie, I trust blah, 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 whoever it is. Well, I have people that I trust too. I explicitly trust them with everything. But it's not them that I always don't trust. I love that my clients trust me. But even if I do everything right and all of my passwords are secure and, you know, from these apps, if I receive their credentials in my email and my email gets hacked. I think you can see where this is going. Now it's not me who's, you know, using my client's credentials in a way that's unethical. It's that I probably along with hundreds or millions of other people 
our email accounts got hacked and now they have access to those sorts of things. And you can believe, you can take it to the bank that these hackers are using programs that just scan looking for things like username or password and then checking the follow-on text to see if those are credentials that they can use. This is a real thing and something that you should be concerned about. Additionally, password sharing apps can be more efficient for contractors as well, especially virtual assistants who may require many of your passwords to properly assist you. Do you really think that they want to have to go, okay, open email search, okay, oh, found it, oh, nope, found, didn't find it, and they've got a bunch of your emails that they have to keep safe. Apps like Dashlane, in addition to being secure, will autofill the username and password, and they don't have to copy and paste it in. Our content channels are the faces of our business and we can't afford to have them compromised, whether it's from an unethical freelancer or agency, or it's because uh, you know hackers got access to your credentials. Outsourcing, especially for marketing, isn't gonna slow down anytime soon, but you have to be smart about it when you do it. Okay, so that was my security briefing that's what we called them when i was in the army that was my security briefing for when you outsource your content creation or any of your other business functions to an outside person who's not on your network at on your computers if you have the infrastructure to have multiple employee computers that is my security briefing for you i will see you next time dollars so incredibly huge and it's it's not a surprise to see that as podcasts increase in popularity so we also see more ads as well if you're a podcast host keep in mind that your listeners might not mind ads too much but keep the ads relevant to your content what you're talking about you know you want to have if you're a business consultant then maybe a business platform or a crm those might be good add spots for you to try and sell to other companies don't overdo the number of ads in your episodes though and i'd recommend that you keep them short some of the ads you know maybe they've run 60 seconds but that needs to be a really well written ad to run 60 seconds if i were you and i was the business that you were selling those ads to or selling the ad spots to i would say maybe 15 30 seconds if you can manage it if we can be concise and clever uh, and then maybe also tell them that because they sponsored uh, an ad in your podcast episode, maybe you'll also give them a link, right? And then that way the link is on the page. Anybody who hears the ad can go to the show notes and see that link there. That might be what I offer. If you enjoy podcasts, but you hate ads and you're like, no, ads are going to be the death of podcasts, just try and remember all of the work that goes into creating just one podcast episode for your host. By listening to the ads, you help support the podcast creator. Not to mention, if they keep their ads focused on things that you wanna hear about, you may learn about a new product, a new service, or an event that interests you. I think that that's gonna be a huge spot too. Eventually will be event marketing via podcast 